This is the Life is Blue Variety Show, the show where we laugh and enjoy life's problems while we're young. Learn to laugh at your problems, because everyone else is, and your host will show you how. Through a melody of gritty hard truths, along with some well-placed curse words, viewer discretion's advised. Life is blue, variety show. Life is blue, variety show. Life is blue, variety show. Life is Blue Variety Show. Your host, the mastermind, Chris Blue. Yep, yep, here we go. Back at it again. They said we couldn't do it. They said we couldn't do it. They said we couldn't do it. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Life is Blue, the variety show. And I am your host, once again, your host, the mastermind, Chris Blue. Comedian, the mastermind, Chris Blue. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a lot of stuff that I need to discuss in this episode because man i'm feeling a little away man i'm feeling away i ain't gonna lie um there's some good there's some bad there's some ugly i gotta get into um but first things first i gotta talk gotta talk a little trash right quick man because um i'm really proud of this podcast i'm really proud of it so far um for those of you that don't know that's not a podcaster usually new podcasts never make it past the seventh episode mark And here we are on episode seven with no inclination that we're going to stop anytime soon. Um, The podcast has been getting rave reviews with people that's in my circle and, you know, just people outside of that. Um, I even had some people DM me telling me that they liked um, the way I uh, explain certain things and uh, just break it down and kind of just break down situations and things like that. So for all the people that's tuned into this podcast and for all the people that's supporting, I really, really, truly appreciate you because you have a choice. And that is what I am going to primarily be talking about in the first half of this show. Um, I do not want what I talk about to overshadow the good and the bad and the ugly I got. But we're going to go through a range of different emotions and things today, okay? We're going to go through a lot. So stay with me. First and foremost, since we're on the topic of good news, I have to tell y'all about what recently happened to me on last weekend. So I get off work last weekend and I get to the crib and I'm I'm usually Fridays are my days where I kind of take a little time and I chill a little bit. I hop on the game, 
uh, with some of my homeboys, and you know, we run it up. You know, I just chill, maybe sip on some. You know, what I'm saying like I really, I really just cool out. Well, that was all interrupted because I got a call from a very important person that said, "Hey, uh, we've won an opportunity to go sit in on Kevin Hart and DJ Khaled's podcast." Now, as a black person and just as a person in general that, you know, doesn't want to believe that, I was skeptical. I was like, stop stop lying. Like, you, this is not the way to play. Like, if you're pranking me, and this particular person has pranked me before. So I'm like, hey, so if you're pranking me, this is not the way to go about it. And I'm about to really stop talking to you. Like, like this is not the way. Um, But she was like, no, 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 it's not a prank. It's not a prank. Um, And she sent me the confirmation and uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm like, wow, like, this is real, like, wow. Uh, here's a catch, though. For most of you that don't know, I currently live in North Carolina. This particular podcast recording was happening in Miami Beach. And it was happening the next day, right? I looked it up, and it was ten. It was a 10-hour trip to get to Miami, right? I got off at 5. It was a 10-hour trip. So if I didn't leave within the next two hours, we were, we, 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 it might be all she wrote. They said that the, the interview was kicking off at 9 o'clock next day, 9 a.m. next day. So it's, a, it's for a second, it's a little, I'm a little like, wow, man, I'm about to, I'm like, dang, should I do it, should I not? And is this fake? Is it fake? The email came back from the same email. So let me go back just a little step further to give a little backstory. Uh, Kevin Hart had posted on his actual um, production Instagram, "Hey, if you if you want to win an opportunity to do this, send this email to this particular send an email to this particular email address, and it'll work itself out, right?" So we did that, and at first I did it too, and I and I lost. I did nothing. Nobody ever hit me back. She did it like twice, and won. So, and the thing said you can bring a plus one. So. That that's the backstory. So we all we me and her sitting like, what we what's what's up? Like what we gonna do? What's going on? What's going on? And she says, if you want to do it, I'm down. I didn't know, man, because that's a ten hour trip. Like I hadn't drove ten hours before, like that. I heard people say that, but I hadn't do it. I haven't hadn't done it. Um, there are people in my family that's drove that long. I couldn't imagine, right? I that that was my first time, and especially like something on the drop of a dime like this. So I call my mom real quick, and I tell her, I tell her what's going on, and she says, basically, you don't have no kids, you don't have no no thing like that. Do it, do it. Take you're young, you're only gonna be young one time. Do it, do it. Everybody's saying do it, so I'm like, well, fuck it, let's go. Me and her packed a bunch of back, packed a bag full of stuff, and we took off towards um towards uh miami miami beach we take the 10-hour trip get there about 7 30 we too early to check into our hotel so we had to actually take a power nap in the parking deck next to the venue wake up and we get in line just in time to be escorted in to actually sit in on kevin hart's and dj Khaled's uh kevin hart's podcast dj Khaled's interview on that podcast and I had actually been listening to the particular podcast that he interviewed for for a little minute now. I listened to it back before before he changed it. It was Gold Minds of Comedy, 
where he would just talk to comedians. But now he made it to where it's just gold mines. And this one was the first one he filmed in front of an actual audience. So that was crazy. Like, the opportunity was crazy. And it was just an amazing experience. I mean, the amount of game that I got from Kevin and from DJ Khaled. And for those that don't know, Kevin is my idol. He's one of my muses. My muses are the people that I hold in such a deep reverence that I want in some sort or another emulate what they've done. He's one of my muses. Um, and DJ Khaled, just his mind and just his longevity in the hip-hop culture is just crazy. Like, I'm sitting in on two literal legends. And it just was wild, man. And just some of the stuff that they said, I've known, I've already thought that way. Even the person that I was with leaned over and said, yeah, they, you, yeah that's you. That's you. Right. Um, it was just an amazing experience. And we after that, we even had a chance to take in some of the sights and things that's going on in Miami, hit up some of the food spots. We've seen people get into arguments, fights, drunk, homeless, selling weed, whoever, wherever you can get it done in Miami. And it is one of the most beautiful and relaxing places you can go. And I'm already planning to go back if you really want to be real. So, man, Miami is the vibe. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. And just to be able to see one of my muses, because my number one muse actually died, and I didn't get a chance to meet him. So being able to actually check off and say, man, I actually met or see and met and get to be in the room up close and personal with one of my muses, man, it just meant the world to me. It's hard to beat that. It's it's very hard to beat that. So just immensely grateful for the opportunity, and thank you so much for just everything, um, Sirius XM, Kevin Hart, all of that, and uh, hopefully you'll be hearing from me soon in the future. But I digress. Um, so there's that. I had to t- I had to talk about that good news before I take a sharp right and talk about what I'm about to talk about now, man. All right. So what I'm about to say. It really, and I'm, I'm dramatic, so I got to give it a build up. It really, and I mean this so much, right? I mean what I'm about to say so, so, so much because I don't think people really understand what this means. And I don't think people understand the power they have. I touched on it a, a lot, my first episode of this podcast. But I just want to reiterate this before we go into this, the break, right? Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, aliens, if you're out here listening, dogs, cats, animals, anybody that has a beating heart or air in their lungs or a or a mind, please just lend me the next nine minutes of your time so I can really harp on something that really does bother me. Ladies and gentlemen, can we please... Please stop giving these whack motherfuckers platforms. Can we please stop doing that? Can we please stop doing that? What do I mean? It's so many examples. That's why I don't even feel like I should even say what do I mean. But can we can we please stop entertaining some of the whack shit that's happening out here? I just feel like if you're whack, and have an audience, you can do whatever the hell you want to. And when I say whack, I'm not talking about just distasteful for my taste. I'm talking about just as a human being, you ain't shit. 
Like as it don't even I'm not talking about a particular artistry. I know what it's like to create something and have it critiqued by people who may not even understand your vision. So I'm not I I will never critique someone's art that that harsh. I would say it just ain't for me. But just in when I say whack, I'm talking about just downright scoundrels of people that we know are scoundrels of people but have so many headlines every single time they do some shit. Like every single time they do some shit and they usually do the shit for the headlines. But every single time they do some shit, it is the topic of discussion even though we know this person ain't shit. And that's just because they have such a big enough following and platform that it don't even matter. Right? Like it's it's one of those things where, you know, we don't like to be a part of that, but we like watching someone else do it. Like, a lot of us will drive by a car crash and check out the car crash. And you'll do that until you're the person that's in the car crash and you realize that your life is affected and everyone else is just getting a glimpse into what really is going to happen now, right? So it's, it's, it's that, right? It's, that, it's one of those things where as long as it ain't my mess, ain't my monkeys, ain't my jungle, like, as long as it ain't, ain't none of that, we good. It's your world, squirrel. Like, it's one of those things where it, it don't matter. It don't matter what's going on around us as long as my shit's good and as long as not, it, it ain't really directly affecting me. It don't matter if I tune into it. There's so many examples. I mean, we got motherfuckers dogging their baby mamas on, on social media and that's blowing up. Like, we got motherfuckers just shooting up shit because that's just what they do we got motherfuckers antagonizing other like judges and lawyers and shit we got so much going on and in the midst of that i'm not gonna mention a lot of people's names because again i just don't even really want to give that shit power but there's one particular person i have to name drop on this one i got to because this shit is just outright outright whack like it's no way shape or form that this is you can justify this shit i don't give a damn and i tried i'm one of the most empathetic people in the world and i feel like that's the whole thing what's going on we don't have empathy for shit no more so because we don't have that empathy we just feel like shit as long as i ain't dealing with it fuck it right what i'm talking about and i've actually done a video on this person before on youtube and i hated that i did it but i was in a different mindset when i did it I was on, I was probably in the mindset that they are in where it don't matter, it's going to get clicks. And I can say that I was at that point. And I had to take a hiatus to actually make something that was meaningful and it's going to help the greater good, hopefully, right? At least someone is going to be inspired when they hear it. But I got to talk about Miss Azalea, ba Azalea Banks. I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. I want to say it's Azalea Banks. And again, I'm one of the people where I don't really like to burn bridges before or judge people before I even meet them, right? Because I know a lot of shit is skewed to make people look a certain way. I understand that. And I understand that just by me even speaking about this, the way I'm about to speak on this, I can probably no longer do something with Mrs. Azalea. And I'm sorry if that's how she takes it, if she ever gets a hold of this podcast, because this is pretty early on in this podcast journey for Life is Blue. So this may in the grand scheme of things, be one of the episode, episodes that people, if you real, or if you're, if you're tuned in right now, you'll know about this. But as we get bigger and bigger and bigger, some of the newer followers may not even know that we even, I even talked about this. So it is what it is, but I have to say this because she posted this. It wasn't posted on 
it wasn't posted on her behalf. It wasn't none of that. It was some shit coming from directly from her. In the grand scheme of things, Azalea Banks basically implied that DC Young Fly's baby mama dying was karma. Was karma because DC roasted her at a comedy show, on a comedy show, right? She basically hinted that the death of his baby mother is karma because he made a joke at her expense. This is also the same person that picked on Nick Cannon for having lupus. This is also the same person that routinely, routinely does just gross shit. And we know why she's doing it. Because people are going to eat this shit up every single time. I haven't seen her on anything, but her following is big enough to where it don't matter. This is a person who is a rapper, singer, songwriter, and actress. There are people who have given her platforms so she can be on it, right? So she has a big enough following. This is what it is. So no matter what she says, it's going to get something, right? No matter what she says, it's going to get something especially something as just disgusting as this of course it's gonna get clicks like i mentioned it ain't our family if she wasn't famous and she said that about somebody's family that is ground so she can die if base especially from the place where i'm from they kill motherfuckers for less do you understand like and we make this shit cool because she's a celebrity she's a celebrity so that shit is sweet do you know how fucking terrible this situation is with DC? Like, this man has kids, a lot of kids. He's going to have to figure out how to maneuver that life. I say a lot of times in life, there are times where you are reborn, right? Uh, most I feel like, for example, a time where you're reborn is when one of your family or one of your parents die. That you're gonna, you, have, you have to be reborn. It's going to be times... A lot of people say they're reborn Christians when they become baptized and they get baptized. Like there's times in life where I do feel like you are going to be reborn again. DC is in the process of being reborn again after all the stuff he he went through to get to this position. Literally the same week his baby mama passed away, they also announced that they're going to have a Netflix show. Something they've always talked about. And now he can't even enjoy it, really, because he's going to be more worried about how the fuck he's going to move on in his life without his baby moms. And what the hell he going to say to his kids? How is he going to get up the unmitigated gall to get out there on stage and still perform for us? This is a lot of the things that comedians, especially bigger comedians, talk about where it don't even, where it's times where it don't even matter how they feel. They still got to go out there and perform. Matter of fact, the legend himself, Dion Cole just did a whole stand-up special, waited to the end and tell everybody he ain't been feeling like himself because his mom passed away. He's hurting. But nobody give a damn because he was still out there on stage making us laugh. That is a blessing that we are able to do that. Like, that is a blessing that we are able to see someone able to just compartmentalize that and still go out there and just worry about the people that's watching them. That's why me in particular, I'm a stand-up comedian, but I don't know if I can be able to really seriously do stand-up comedy every single day. Because there's just times where I don't want to, I'm just not in the mood. And I trust me, I have plans for how that's going to get done, so don't even worry about that. But just in general, that shit is, that is taxing. And on top of all of that, a person sees, she's uh, Azalea, Miss Banks, 
sees this person, DC, at his lowest moment and decides to kick him when he's down, all because he made jokes about her at a show who is routinely noted to be a show where people get roasted. Is that deep? Like you, he hurts your feelings that point much to where you pick this time of any time to say that's his karma. Mind you, you didn't say nothing when he had the Netflix special. You didn't say nothing about the immense success he's had since that episode. You waited until he is at probably the lowest point he has felt in some time to then say that's karma. And we think that shit is sweet. We think, matter of fact, it's important enough to put it on every major blog site that's entertainment. This is what I'm talking about. So all of the entertainment platforms, please, if you listen to this podcast and you have your own platform, please understand that you have a choice. You have a choice. You can highlight this issue if you want, or you can just not say nothing about it and not give no power to it. Granted, us as individuals, some people are going to have to bite the bullet because us as individuals do want to know this shit. But there's certain ways you can do it. Like, there's certain ways you can talk about what's going on and not give that person so much power. And even with that, if you're an entertainment site, at what point does it end, right? If you're a network in general, what point does it end before you be like, all right, this is a little bit much. Like, I'm pretty sure Miss Banks ain't going to lose no deals or nothing because of that. Any emotion that she has going right now is still going to happen. She's a song. She's a, she's a songwriter, rapper, and singer. So, of course, she, she does, like, the musical thing. I guarantee you no venue is going to say you can't perform here because of that. I guarantee you no network is not going to say, hey, we can't really rock with you after that. Not, nobody's going to say nothing about that. And it's cool because she has her own following. There are some people that's going to hang to every word she says. There are certain people that this, this doesn't matter. This is just what she does, right? They're going to still work for her. She's still going to have people working for her. Her life is probably not going to drastically change because she said this fucked up shit. And that's because I feel like people don't understand the power that they have. If everyone who had a, who was a fan of her just said, no, nah, we're just not going to tune in anymore. That's it. She's done, no matter what she has going on. If she's selling some type of product, if people say, hey, I'm not going to buy that anymore, she's done. Nobody's making you do this. Nobody's making you do this, right? So us as consumers, we have power. Us as platforms, we have power. I used to work at a radio station. At that radio station, we said we only going to play family-friendly music. If your song, I don't care how hot, fire, whatever new it is, if it doesn't have a clean version that at least gives the illusion that it is family friendly, we will not play this shit. Simply because we don't want to keep the messaging of dumb shit to the people that's listening to it. Because you never know who's listening to it. It'd be some kids, it could be some grown folks, it could be, it could be anybody listening to this shit. But we took the responsibility of saying, hey, we're not going to keep putting out dumb shit and if we have to report on something like this we're gonna sit spit send maybe spend maybe like a minute or two saying that it happened and we're gonna go ahead because we we can't just we can't keep doing this right because the more we keep giving it attention the more they're gonna do these are attention seeking people 
Do you think that she would have said this if she didn't automatically know this backlash was going to happen? She took it as an opportune time. DC is sad. He's going through. He's getting reborn again. He's going through a very tough time. And I can probably get a couple retweets if I do it. Of course, that's what it is. Because you can't. That has to be what it is. Because you can't tell me that his that the hatred he she has for him is deep enough to where his baby mom dying is calm is is cathartic for her. Like you can't tell me. You can't tell me that the hatred is that deep. But here's the thing, right? DC is a is a comedian and he's a male. If he was to go extremely hard on her, which I wouldn't even blame him if it was me. But I, if, if he was to go extremely hard on her, I would say his fans and everyone that knows DC is going to say she deserved it. People that don't know DC is going to say, why are you going that hard on a female? You see what I'm saying? You can't win for losing. All I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that stop giving these weird-ass, lame-ass, fuck people platforms. Stop entertaining this nonsense. There are so many other worthy platforms that deserve that attention. And I know how it sounds coming from me because here I am with a damn podcast and a bunch and a slew of other shit that I plan to do. So, of course, it's easy for me to say it. But here's the difference between the two. I know that if I go viral, I know that if I get a big enough platform, I know that if I do a partnership, that partnership is made because I'm a real nigga and they, I said something that resonated to them. That platform ain't going to come to me because I shitted on someone else. That platform ain't going to come to me because I'm not being truthful or I'm being facetious in what I'm doing. That platform going to come to me because I was a real nigga first. If you ever see me being viral for anything, whether that be comedy, whether that just be speaking, whether that just be my literary work, anything, just know that it I this happened because I was a real nigga first. And I have and I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I have I have certain tendencies that are bad. I.e. one of them is I still refer to myself as a real nigga no matter what the constitution no matter what the background of just the word nigga is, I still say I'm a real nigga because I feel like that takes power from it. But certain people won't like that. I'm not perfect at all. And I'm not trying to say I, I'm i saying this so uh, I, their, plat- their followers or whatever need to come to me. I'm not saying none of that. I'm just saying in general, I know I can go to sleep at the end of the day knowing that I did some real nigga shit and that resonated with a bunch of people and that platform is now messing with me. I'm getting these followers or whatever off the strength of me being a real nigga. I ain't doing it because I'm shitting on someone else. I ain't doing it because I'm a goofy. I'm not doing it because I just want the clout and I'm just chasing that clout. I'm chasing the message to the people first and the clout came. That is the difference. That's the difference between me and someone like Miss Banks. And it's easy because even if she was to see this and, and, and what I would even assume, even if she was to see this and she gets mad and maybe tries to shit on me, the majority of people is going to see her shit on me because she has earned and built this big enough following. And I would never even tell the, my followers or anybody that resonates with me to shit on her because I just don't care that much. But at the end of the day, we all have a choice. Good, bad, or indifferent, you have a choice. If you don't want us to keep dealing with shit like this, 
choose not to. If you don't want a certain platform to behave a certain way, voice that. If they still do it, fuck them. That's just what it is. Use your choice. It is power of the people. None of the people around us can be public figures if it wasn't for us. I really, really, really wish well on DC Young Fly and everything that's going on. And I really hope one day we get to the point. Well, honestly, I don't, I'm, I'm saying all of this, right? But I do know there's certain people that do do that. I know, I do know there's certain people that really watch what they consume media-wise. I know there's certain people, it's not everybody. And I have to even acknowledge, I even like a little bit of toxic stuff. I can say that. I'm not a hypocrite. I do like a little to watch a little toxic stuff, especially something that I wouldn't can't relate to. I definitely, I ain't gonna lie, I was a reality, I still am kind of a reality TV show guy. I consume a little bit of it, but I can't take a bunch of it because after a while, it starts to, it starts to, it starts, it's like, it's like, it's like drinking. A shot every now and then will be all right. But if you consume too many shots back to back, your thinking is going to be impaired. And that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this is. So I'm not saying that there's no market for it. There's definitely a market for it. Hell, it's, there are certain networks being started off the fact that they just ratchet as hell, right? So there's always a market for it, and somebody's going to watch every single time. But at what point do we say, is it worth it, right? Is it really worth it for some retweets? Is it really worth it to be quote-unquote famous? That's the question for real. But we're going to take a quick pause from the calls. When we get right back, we're going to talk a lot, a lot, a lot more, ladies and gentlemen, because... If you don't know, if you had not heard, you are tuned into Life is Blue Variety Show. Welcome to Life is Blue. We are the leading podcast that provides the most up-to-date news, entertainment, and stories. Our podcast offers something for everyone, which makes us the perfect choice for advertisers. Advertisers will gain access to our large network of listeners and potential customers. We give you the opportunity to target your desired audience and make sure your product or service gets the attention it deserves. Our competitive rates makes us the perfect choice for businesses looking to reach a wide audience. Plus, you'll get access to our dedicated support team who are available seven days a week to help you get the best results from your advertising campaigns. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to reach new customers and promote your business. Contact us today for more information about your advertising packages. Thank you for considering Life is Blue for your advertising needs. Life is Blue Variety Show. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I, the mastermind, Chris Blue. And here we are. Back again for another episode of Life is Blue. And I definitely want to say again. For the umpteenth time. Make the choice ladies and gentlemen. Make the choice. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So real quick. You know I got to talk sports. I got to talk sports. Matter of fact this may not even be quick. I ain't even going to lie to you. I got to talk a little bit of sports. And I know for the most part. uh, when, When I say that. First thing you know. If you know what's going on in the NBA. We're in the midst, as of today's episode, we're in the midst of the NBA Finals. We have the 
Miami Heat, the eighth seed, Miami Heat, going up against the Denver Nuggets. I think it's been a little minute since I talked sports. I, actually, I might have talked last episode. I don't know. Some of this stuff runs together, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. Um, the, the interesting part about that is that the Heat stole a game in Denver. Denver, number one seed all year. I don't know how many home games they've lost all year, but the Heat managed a way to manage to squeak out a victory in Denver. So now today is game three. By the end of the day today, we're gonna know who is up in the series. And I ain't gonna lie, I came in, I can, hey, I throw myself in the sword. I I came in saying that. Then we was going to get him out of here pretty fast. I said it was going to be a sweep, right? But And you got to understand why I'm saying that. They've been the number one seed all year. So you got to see, like, obviously, that is, that's kind of crazy, right? Obviously, that you would expect the number one seed to blow out an eighth seed, not alone a play-in team. But the Heat, they just got, they just got it in them right now. Like, the Heat are playing like a team possessed. They're playing like a team for one. There's no one superstar doing it. And on any given night, it's any person that could get that could win us this game. Versus you kind of know who's going to be the heavy hitters on the other side, right? So they're just playing team basketball. And it is, I ain't going to lie, it's very nice to see. And if they do squeak out the win, honestly, the only reason I don't want them to win is because my brother's a Heat fan. Other than that, it'll be nice to see them win. Jimmy Butler worked his ass off. To get this going, I mean, it will be a very nice. It'll be very nice to see, but just as a skeptic in me, I just can't see nobody really dethroning the number the Nuggets. The Nuggets been number one all year. It's kind of like when my Patriots back in the day went sixteen and zero the whole year. You would think that they're gonna clear out the rest of it. Ain't nobody's even gonna get close, and they lost. You see what I'm saying? Like. You just you know you're gonna a lot of times it's easy to decide with the number one seed. So today's game is gonna tell us a lot, but that's not the big sports take that I want to talk about because I don't know how I haven't talked about this yet. But I have to talk about this, man. The fight of the year has been. You know what? Not even gonna say fight of the year. The fight of the decade has been announced, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking Terrence Crawford. Versus Errol Spence Jr. We're talking Bud versus the Big Fish. Man, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is going to be the fight of the decade. Lord willing, we get there. Hopefully, everything goes straight and training camp for both of them. Lord willing. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is the fight of the decade. I cannot harp on that enough. Man, it is one of those things where you kind of going to do a disservice no matter who you're talking about. Because at the time of this recording, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is very hard for me to pick. Very, very hard for me to pick. I am big fans of both of them. And matter of fact, I will go on the record to say I don't think no one else can beat these two people but these two people. I don't know what a lot of people are going to say. You know, you got Tank. You know, you got blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whatever. Just in my heart of hearts, I believe that it is people who will come close to beating them, but I feel like they will still edge it out. 
These are two, the, in my opinion, the two best boxers in boxing right now. That's just hey, no matter how you feel about it, and I'm not trying to, not trying to disrespect people like Canelo, Tank, Shakur, uh, 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 Tyson Fury, all of those people. In no way, cool boy Steph. Like I'm not trying to, to disrespect them at all, but these guys are next levels. These guys are the OGs. There are a lot of people coming up in the ring, in the ranks now, that are proteges of these two people. So here, so I know what you're waiting on, right? And I know, especially if, especially if you're a boxing fan, you're waiting on this take. So here it is. Who is my prediction to win the fight? I don't even really want to say this, but it's not a sports, it's not a sports conversation if I don't make a prediction. It's so hard, man. It's so this is like, and when I say this prediction, it's literally by split decision type thing. Like, it, we're not saying the fight will be split split decision. But like for me, it is the difference between point one of a percentage, in my opinion. But I do believe my bet for the person that is going to win this fight by a point one percent margin is. Let me get a drum roll. Bud Crawford. I think Bud is gonna win now. The only reason, the only reason I think Bud will win is because I feel like his bag of tricks is different. I think his bag of tricks plus his ring prowess is going to let him win this by a split decision. There it is. I think it's going to have to go down to a split decision. I do not think one person is going to just overwhelm the other one. I don't even think it's going to be a knockout, to be real. I believe it's going to go down to a split decision, and Bud will take it. The reason I'm giving Bud this edge is because Bud can switch hit. That is the thing I feel like, not saying that Spence hasn't dealt with the southpaw before or anything like that. I just feel like Bud has something to where if things go bad, he can lean back, I can switch hit. Versus if things go bad for Spence, he's going to have to tie him up. He's going to have to boom, boom, boom. He's going to have to, he, he got to stay that same way. He's going to stay in the same, you know what I mean, his same stance. Versus I feel like if Bud is getting peppered by the jab, he can switch it up, you know what I mean. If let's say the right hand is getting too, he'll switch up, take out that, take away that strength, you know what I mean. So, I do feel like Bud is going to screw it away, but it's by the narrowest margin. Narrowest margin. I do not want to disrespect Errol Spence at all. This man is, like his nickname says, the truth. He has two different nicknames. He is the truth. And nobody else can beat him other than maybe Bud. And no one else can beat Bud than maybe Spence. It's going to be crazy to see. The tickets are already going dumb. If you ain't got a ticket now, you just know you're going to have to sp- you're going to spend a little chunk of change on it. And man, to be in that building for that fight, that's like literally being there for Tommy Hitman Hearns, man. I'm just saying, the whole war fight, that's literally that. Man, it's going to be a good one, and I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. Let me know your your, your takes. Let me know your, your picks, man. 
Let me know your picks. Man. Just while we also talking about sports, and I'm going to talk about this before we go, before I take the final break and get y'all out of here. By the way, we still got a mindful moment coming up, and it's going to be a dope one. Um, But, man, it's just, I can't believe that this is happening, right? So to go back to basketball, I did just want to take that little hiatus from, from, from boxing. Let's go back to basketball. At this current day, found out that the Phoenix Suns are waving Chris Paul. Now, if you know me, I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. Chris Paul went to a HBCU in North Carolina. Chose to go to a HBCU after he got accepted to Wake Forest. Chris Paul is the point guard. He just had a prolific NBA basketball career. He is one of the best point guards to ever play the game. And I've even had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing him at the radio station. One of my finest moments in entertainment. I am very sad that this happened. I'm not even going to lie. I'm very sad that this happened because I felt like Chris Paul was going to get a ring. And I felt like he was going to get a ring with that team. Not to say he won't get one now. But I felt like Chris Paul was going to get a ring with the Suns. It was just a perfect mix and the perfect storm, in my opinion. And they're waving him. So he's not being traded. He's going to get waived. And then offer's going to come in. He's going to basically go from there. Which, I guess, for Chris Paul, at his age, is good. But I don't want him to get mellowed. You know what I mean? Because Melo should have never, ever been out of the league. The fact that there was a time where Melo won't end the league... It's just completely confusing to me. I just don't understand. Um, But I don't want him to get mellowed, man. I just don't want him to do this and then teams don't offer for him because the game is is, is played at such a fast pace that if your team doesn't have that half-court offensive set, if y'all just rely on the break so much, then you wouldn't want Chris Paul. And that's a lot of teams in the league now because Chris Paul is slower. They even said during the playoffs that the Suns had more possessions because Chris Paul wasn't on the court or they was moving faster for that reason. I just think his impact and knowledge on the game is so crucial that he deserves to be a point guard for a finals team. He just deserves it. I don't want to see his career go out in some wasteland place. You know what I mean? If he goes somewhere, if he went to Miami after this season, that would be a good look. And we even, and also at today, Dame said he wouldn't even mind going to Miami if he had to go somewhere else. So if he went to Miami, that'd be good. I love it if he went to the Lakers just for personal reasons. Um, I just feel like Chris Paul deserves it, man. He just deserves it. I watched his interview on the Pivot. He just deserves it, man. So. Hopefully, Chris Paul gets a home during the offseason. Let me know what you think, man. Where should Chris Paul go or should he just hang it up? Make sure a hey, comment in the comment section before, below, wherever you see it. Also, real quick, if you before we go into the last break of the show, if you listen to this podcast on a podcasting app, let's say you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. Five-star this and leave it a review. Let me know what you think. 
I'm checking the reviews, man. I'm trying to get these reviews up, man. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, I don't have a huge audience just yet. We we have some very loyal listeners and everyone that's listening. I really, really appreciate you. We're building a platform. We're building an audience right now. That's all. That's why I'm not tripping by none of that. We're building it. We're taking a long way. We're not being blessed with 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 an audience, right? So I'm very appreciative of everyone listening. So that's why this is imperative because when you go leave a review, people check the reviews before they do stuff a lot of times. I know I do, especially with a lot of podcasts. I like to check the review. If you got good reviews, then I'll check you out. You know what I mean? So do me a favor. Go down. Leave a review. You don't have to say much. If you want to say something, five stars, thumb this up. Basically show love wherever you see this at, and I really will appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we're going to go ahead and go into the last pause for the cause. When we get back, I'm going to get you guys out of here. So you'll tune in again. Life is Blue Variety Show. Welcome to Life is Blue. We are the leading podcast that provides the most up-to-date news, entertainment, and stories. Our podcast offers something for everyone, which makes us the perfect choice for advertisers. Advertisers will gain access to our large network of listeners and potential customers. We give you the opportunity to target your desired audience and make sure your product or service gets the attention it deserves. Our competitive rates makes us the perfect choice for businesses looking to reach a wide audience. Plus, you'll get access to our dedicated support team who are available seven days a week to help you get the best results from your advertising campaigns. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to reach new customers and promote your business. Contact us today for more information about your advertising packages. Thank you for considering Life is Blue for your advertising needs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the mindful moment of this week. And I feel like a lot of people need this particular mindful moment. And I kind of talked about it just a little bit before with my um, mindful moment on perseverance. This is going to be similar to perseverance, but this is more harping on loss. This mindful moment this week is about weathering the storm, ladies and gentlemen. So today I speak before you about a subject that basically I feel like everyone is going to eventually need to know about. And it's going to. It, it it should at least resonate with a lot of people. And that is about weathering the storm. Life is a journey. It's an unpredictable voyage that takes us through the highs and the lows, triumphs and tribulations. It is during those storms that we really discover who we are and what we are capable of. Life storms comes in many forms, a personal loss, a professional setback, a health challenge, or Storms that affect us in society, like society um, basically glorifying the most negative behaviors, but overlooking the positives, things like that. But remember, storms are not here to break us. They're here to make us stronger, wiser and more resilient. In the midst of a storm, it is natural to feel fear, doubt and uncertainty. The kind words feel good. But the winds of adversity may shake us to our core. And then the rain of challenges may make us question our abilities. However, it is during these times that we must gather our inner strength, our determination, and rise above the chaos. Basically, think of an oak tree firmly rooted in the ground. And the African proverb says you don't worry about the winds if your roots are deep enough. When When the storm comes, it doesn't bend or it doesn't break immediately. 
It bends and it sways. It absorbs the force of nature, adapting to that situation. And ultimately, at the end, once it's over, standing tall as the storm passes. The storm isn't a sign of defeat. It's an opportunity for growth. It is during the darkest nights that the stars shine the brightest. It is during our most challenging moments that we discover our true potential. The storm may test our endurance, but it cannot extinguish the flame in our spirit. Remember, within each one of us lies an incredible reservoir of strength, courage, and resilience. It is a strength that may lie dormant during calm waters, but when the storm arises, it awakens and it throws us forward. Embrace that inner warrior inside of you and harness your determination. Have that faith in your ability to weather any storm that comes your way. One of my muses says he knows that the storms are coming. That's why he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He stays even killed because he knows it's going to come. But he always got to get back to work. And when that storm raises his arm, find the solace and the power of community and connection. Reach out to others that have weathered their own storms who can offer you guidance and support. Seek wisdom of those that have faced adversity and triumph. Together, we can navigate through the tempestuous seas and find our way to calmer shores. So I implore you, do not fear the storm. Embrace it. Let it mold you into the person you are destined to become. Rise above the challenges, conquer your fears, and emerge from the storm stronger, wiser, and more resilient than ever before and ladies and gentlemen that is the mindful moment of this week inspired by the tragedy that happened to mr dc young fly i'm still praying for you man you're one of my muses and i really hope you get through the situation and i can't wait to see you back on that stage bro life is blue variety show all righty ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed this episode please like i mentioned before we went to the break Show some love. Thumbs it up. Share a video. Let me know. Hit me in the DMs. Do something. Let me know you're rocking with me. We reached seven episodes, ladies and gentlemen, so we ain't going nowhere. We not going nowhere. And in honor of the seven episodes, matter of fact, hold on. I got to see if I can get it. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to do something special for the seven episode. This is podcasting at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. It is stuff like that that is happening. Let me see if that is it. Is this it? Is this it? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I don't think that is it. Let me see. Hopefully we can find it. I know where I can find it. I'm going to do something special for you guys. Lord willing, right? Lord willing. We're going to do something special for you guys because this is this is dope. Hey, printer flies. Chris from Print. Shut up, guy. I don't know who that is. Um, we're gonna see. Yep, here it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the seven episode mark. So, because of which, we I am going to do something so special, something that I was gonna debut later on, but we're gonna do it just for this one episode. In honor of seven episodes, here is the full Life Is Blue variety show theme song. I guess most of y'all did not know. The Life is Blue theme song that you hear is just a snippet of the full theme song. So I want to actually turn up with y'all for this last episode. Well, not last. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not the last episode. Turn up for y'all for the seventh episode, Mark. And I can't wait to get back to episode eight. Because like my muse said, we getting back to the grind every day. 
I'm really I'm really appreciative of all of y'all. So let's listen. Life is Blue Variety Show. Thank you so much, ladies. He funny as hell me. He ain't funnier than me, but you know. Man, this man, Chris is so damn funny. You might just lose yourself laughing too, goddamn. Uh, the audacity for him to say half the stuff to come out of his mouth. Sometimes, as funny as he is, you know, he's a wild, little heavy smart there. He grasping for air, trying to hold on to the back of your chair. Yeah, not he knew good ass motivation. That's some good ass advice. Peanut head, motherfucker. Y'all motherfuckers. Y'all motherfuckers. Y'all Real with you. That's Chris right there. He's not Chris. This nigga is one of the most realest niggas I know, and that's merch and stamp. Hey, hey. Let's go. Shout out to everyone in the intro. I really appreciate y'all. Y'all didn't have to do that. I appreciate it. Seven episodes. Life is Blue Variety Show. Shout out to Michael on the saxophone. Play that saxophone. Thank y'all so much. Yes, sir. Come on. Seven episodes, y'all. We did it. But until next time.